The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on News Talk. Next week is Space Week, which means that all the way around the world there are a series of events being um, undertaken to get people involved in, interested in, paying attention to matters related to space. One of the people who is going to be getting involved is Dr. Neve Shaw. She's an ambassador and jury member for NASA's Space Apps Challenge 2023. Good morning, Neve. Good morning, Anton. How are you? I'm very good. Given the good. amount of money that pours into SpaceX and Blue Odyssey and Virgin Galactic and the Russian space programs, the European space programs, the Israeli space programs, the Indian space programs, why do we need to stimulate more interest in space? Um, it's a really good question. I think it sort of belongs um, in a population of people that are kind of space obsessed. And I think the majority of people, you know, who are, you know, just have a passing interest in space probably aren't aware of how active the industry is and also how many careers there are and will be and how massively this area is developing. So in terms of awareness, it's about kind of letting everybody know about exactly like you've got a good knowledge of it, but a lot of people don't. And particularly the industry part of it is is something that we really want to raise awareness about and Ireland's thriving space industry uh, as well. So Space Week, World Space Week is a great opportunity to kind of highlight that um, across Ireland, but also, also across the world. And Science Foundation Ireland um, fund Space Week. We have our own Irish Space Week, which is coordinated by Blackrock Castle Observatory down in Cork on behalf of the European Space Agency's Education and Resource Office, which is ESERO, E-S-E-R-O, um, uh, dot I-E is the website. And, uh, you know, basically we want to celebrate all things space, whatever it means to people. And, um, you know, and on that website, you'll see like some classes are doing things. You've got um, people like myself doing events. You've got colleges. You've got astronomers giving evening talks. And the whole thing is just to celebrate what space means to all of us. And, and the big part of, of people like myself is always about reflecting back about what space means to us as people on this planet. And we have a lot of data that helps us understand our planet better and actually climate change and, and what we're doing to our planet. But so, I mean, surely yeah. what, what space means to most of us is the capacity to stick satellites up in low Earth orbit. And that's about it. I mean, other than the, the scientific interest of investigating our reality, but in terms of, of economic or direct impact on your day-to-day life, it's your GPS yeah. and your telly and that's about it. Yeah, it is, yeah. But also it's a career. It's also an opportunity for a career. You know, I mean, there's there's an incredible demand across the world for engineers in particular in space because, as you say, there are so many launches happening right now for so many different satellites uh, to improve our communications. You know, you've got companies like SpaceX launching a ton of satellites every week um, to set up this new, um, you know, uh, satellite version of, of the Internet. But I personally, like where I lean is, uh, you know, around space is awareness of our place in space and also awareness of our planet and all that data and all those satellites that are orbiting Earth give us information about, you know, forest fires, about flooding, about weather predictions. Um, all that stuff, I think, is just as important as the as the industry side of it is like, what can we use with this information and there's too much information being generated by satellites and and the, actually the whole point of the space apps challenge is to encourage people to think about okay you've got all this data coming from all these satellites all over the world what can you do with it how can we better inform ourselves about that and the, the purpose of the space apps challenge is, is to do that very thing is to kind of raise awareness 
around um, what are happening with the oceans and the sun, all the magnetic radiation that comes from the sun. Can we predict better if we're going to have like a major solar event, which will knock out all our satellites and our mobile phones? So it's about getting citizens involved and, and raising awareness about what can these satellites do for us? And then also, if there? you want... Oh my God, there's there's thousands. There's about, God, I, I wouldn't even know. I know that when Starlink it will be fully deployed, there will be, to start off, 80,000 satellites and hopefully to increase that to 200,000. 80,000 for, 80, yeah. for Starlink alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to 200,000, Anton. What's the thing that has been theorised where one of them bumps into another one and creates a million little particles? Kessler. Kessler effect. Yeah, the Kessler effect. It's it's like, this is the thing. And this is what I mean. Now, now just explain the Kessler effect, uh, Neve, because this is one of those things that is terrifying, but we all just ignore. Yeah, well, the Kessler effect is like when you have all these companies deploying satellites every day, right? So it's great for financial gain. It's great for the economy, whatever. But there's only so much space in a particular area of orbit called lower Earth orbit. So that's an orbit between 400 and about 1,200 kilometers above Earth. It's getting quite packed up there. Now, there's a lot of space, but still, it's getting quite packed up there. And the Kessler effect is predicting that if one of those goes off course, if one of them decides to do something crazy, um, it will kick off like like if you have a packed escalator. You know, there's space on the escalator, but if somebody does something crazy, everybody kind of falls off at the same time. So that's the Kessler effect, this ripple effect that if there's one, if one a satellite goes offline or something happens or its orbit goes a bit off, you have this cascading effect and all this debris then, which is very difficult to. Where, where when to one clean hits up. the other, I mean, effectively it's like a nuclear meltdown, only instead of atoms, it's satellites. One yeah. bursts into bits and those bits hit all the others. What's the yeah. statistical likelihood of this actually happening, Neve? Gosh, I wouldn't know that straight off off the bat myself, Anton. But um, it's getting more and more. Um, it's getting becoming more and more of a threat the more satellites that we have up there. You know, so it's very important to monitor and keep track of everything that's going up, which is actually a very difficult thing to do. I I, I keep track of it as best I can. Space policy and law are always trying to keep track of everything that goes up. Um, and it's getting quite populated there. So the more that goes up, the higher the likelihood that it's that it's going to happen. So we just need to have awareness and this is back to why space exists the more people are aware the more companies have to be accountable for their activities the problem is at the moment is you know you've got companies like spacex and, and don't get me wrong i think what they're doing is terrific but they're kind of almost lauded on a godlike kind of platform and the problem with that is is that when you do that you know it's not balanced and also, you know, there could be 10 or 20 years of a lead time where we, where we, where we kind of realise the impact that it has on us as a planet. So it's very important. Information for me is power. Well, so there's the, a question the for you, Niamh, because you overlap with NASA a fair bit. What was the logic behind NASA effectively outsourcing its main reason for being to an independent private company? I think it's econ- econ- economy, economics to be quite honest with you, because it was just taking too long for them to design, build and deploy every single thing that went into space. You know, like, say, the Apollo program, which is the first time we had humans on the moon. It's, it's an economy of scale. So they contract out every, nearly every single part of a, of a space science or a human space mission. Now, what it does is it creates an industry that wasn't there before. It was a very specialist industry. You had kind of NASA and you had sort of Russia. And and, and so you have all these different companies that, oh, we, we provide the, 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 the fairing, we provide the rubber bung, we provide the, the rockets. 
And so w- by doing that, it brought the whole affordability of space down, right down. And it, and it happened, uh, the last um, administrator of NASA, uh, Jim Jim Bridestine, he, he came from business. He was very, very smart. And around the 50th anniversary of the Apollo program, he, he launched this idea that they were going to partner with companies like SpaceX, Blue Origin. Um, you know, they already had companies like Lockheed Martin and all these companies already kind of providing elements of rocketry for the, for the launch system. But now it's like every single part is subcontracted to the point that to deploy astronauts up to the International Space Station is now being run by Boeing whenever they finish their, their Starliner capsule and SpaceX, who have successfully sent about four, I think it's six crews now up to the International Space Station. So it's economy of scale. And well, On that um, note, Neve, the because you, you talked about the jobs that are going to come from the space industry. Currently, as I understand yeah. it, there's something to your, the order of 30 or 40 companies in Ireland that are in some yeah. way involved in selling into yeah. the um, space economy. Is that expected to uh, grow significantly? And what do Absolutely. these companies do? Absolutely. It's the first thing. So our Irish government and the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment have, um, uh, they, they, are a dele- they have a delegation to the European Space Agency. And so they are investing heavily because they see that I think it's for every um, euro that, the, that Ireland puts into the European Space Agency, they're getting seven euro back. So um, it's, a, it's an area with huge profitability for Irish companies. You also have um, a business incubation centre down in, in Cork run through Tyndall, where they also have funding for small startups to get going. I think they have about 50,000 available for companies. And then you have venture capitalists that want to invest. So all the, so currently, you ask what kind of companies are doing now. So currently, you have companies like Railtra, uh, Space Systems. So Railtra provide cameras um, for lots of different applications, but they got involved in the European Space Agency um, for one particularly important mission, which was the deployment of the James Webb Space Telescope, which is sending back amazing images every day um, all across the world. And it was important for that when they launched on Christmas Day 2021 to make sure that when the outer casing of the rocket, which is the fairing, uh, separated, that the that the telescope didn't get knocked accidentally or whatever. And so that camera kept an eye on, on when that telescope separated from the rocket and headed off to its point now, the Lagrange point, which is orbiting right now as we speak. So that's Railtrack. You have Eubotica, which is doing really interesting things. They're providing artificial intelligence for satellite systems. So you've got all this data, right, looking down on Earth. And some like are off, you know, say it's of Ireland, you know, nine times out of ten, it's a cloudy day. So if you send down all the data, a lot of it is rubbish. So, so what they do is, is they use artificial intelligence to discrete between a good image and a bad image, and they only send down the good images. You've got a company called Embryonics in Galway, which are, are getting involved in, in optic fibers to kind of to get involved in telecommunications, a little bit like the Starlink system. You've got all these companies that are spin-offs using all this data, taking advantage of all this data from satellites to do things like figure out your gait uh, when, you, when you run and um, all these sort of apps um, so you don't necessarily have to be providing an object or a service to a space agency. You just have to take advantage of the data. And there is a lot of um, there's a lot of funding available for small companies to do that. Enterprise Ireland have their own dedicated um, department that works with ESA for that. As I say, you've got Enterprise a, Ireland ESA. has a space department. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Before yeah, I let you go, yeah. Neve, I'm very active. <laughs> Where we started was with the, uh, the the World Space Week Apps Challenge. If somebody wants to get yeah. involved in the Apps Challenge, where do they find the detail? 
to you just Google NASA um, uh, Space Ops Challenge and it's there. And there's there's there it's happening in Dublin. It's been run out of the national the National uh, College of Ireland there, just off the Keys in Dublin. It's a two day event from the seventh to eighth of October, and this is an opportunity where basically NASA and the other agencies, ESA and Japanese Space Agency, everything they've thought of thirty challenges that they genuinely want the general public to think of. So people meet right. for the first time at these hackathons and they'll figure out these solutions. Neve, thank you very much. That is Dr. Neve Shaw, engineer, scientist, writer, performer, and voted one of Ireland's leading science communicators and STEM specialists. The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.